Welcome to this week's episode of Allen Stocks Podcast, where you learn about stocks, investment strategy, and more. And now, here is your host, Connor Allen. Hello and welcome to another episode of Allen Stocks Podcast. Today, I'll teach you to be a better investor, a smarter investor, and at the very least, an investor. Let's get into it. Today, I'm going to be talking about how options trading works, how to buy options, how to sell options, how to trade options, and what they mean. Many of you have heard of options before, but now after this episode, you'll be able to fully grasp and understand how they work what they can do for you, and how you might implement them in your own investing strategy. Let me first put out a disclaimer and tell you guys that options are risky, and you should fully understand them before you begin trading them. In order to explain what options are, I'd like to tell you a story. There was this guy named Joe. Joe was living in Atlanta, and he was looking around for a new house. Joe had $280,000 of cash in his pocket, and he was wanting to buy a house in cash. And he's looking around and he can't seem to find anything in his price range until finally a house catches his eye. The problem that Joe runs into is that the house that catches his eye is selling for $300,000 and Joe only has $280,000. So Joe goes to the seller of the house and he talks to him and he tells him that if he can just wait two months, he'll have enough money to pay for the house. And the seller tells him that he can buy a contract from him. It's called a call option contract. And in this contract, it will require Joe to buy the house for $300,000 in two months when he gets the money together. But the seller tells him that in order to make this contract and sell it to him, he wants Joe to pay him $3,000. And Joe makes the gamble. He says, okay, I'll have the money together in two months. Let me buy this contract from you. The next two months are crucial for Joe. For one, he has to get the money together to buy the house. But besides that, he has to worry about the house itself. What if in the next two months, a hurricane blows through and breaks the entire house down to its knees to where it's just the frame of the house standing in the middle of a field? Well, Joe is now buying a house for $300,000 that's worth $20,000. So Joe is losing $280,000 like that. On the other hand... What if in the next two months, the housing market booms and that house that Joe bought the contract on is now worth $500,000 after those two months? Well, then Joe is buying the house for $300,000 when it's worth half a million. Joe is pocketing $200,000 right there. And that is exactly what a call option is. The only difference is you swap out that house for a stock. So let's get over to stock terms. Picture that house as Apple stock. Apple stock is trading for $100 a share, and you want to buy a call option on that stock. So you go to a seller of an option, and you tell him, I'll buy a contract to buy 100 shares of Apple stock in two months, which is the expiration date, for $2,000. And the seller of that option looks at you, and he says, okay, that sounds like a good deal to me. And so in two months, that seller will sell you 100 shares of Apple for whatever price that you set it at. So let's add some numbers to this. If Apple is trading at $100 a share, you can go and buy a call option with a strike price of $100 that expires in two months. So if Apple stock goes up, you will now be purchasing a stock that is $110 for $100 in two months. If the stock goes down 
you lose the money that you initially put in that contract. So whatever you paid for the contract, you would lose that money. You might be asking yourself, why would you buy option contracts instead of just buying the stock? Well, the reason for this is that you are buying contracts of 100 shares of stock for a fraction of the price of what 100 shares would cost. So if Apple's trading for $100 a share and you don't have $10,000 lying around, you can't buy 100 shares of Apple. But you want the returns of 100 shares of Apple stock. So you go and purchase a call option. Now, depending on the strike price that you set, the expiration date that you set, your returns can vary quite a lot. There are three main types of call options that you can buy. You can buy an in-the-money call option, which is where if Apple is trading at $100 a share, you buy a two-month contract at a $90 strike price. So if your strike price that you buy the option at is below the price of the stock currently, then that is in the money. The second way that you can buy a call option is called at the money. And if Apple is trading for $100 a share, an at-the-money contract would be buying a two-month contract or however long at a $100 strike price. So your strike price is at the price of the stock is currently. An out-of-the-money call option is where Apple is trading at $100 a share and you buy a contract with a strike price of $110. So in the next two months, or however long your option is for, you're hoping that the price of that stock goes above your strike price. Now the returns of out of the money call options are typically the highest. This is also a way that day traders buy options that can get them a lot of money very quickly if the stock goes up. The returns on out of the money call options can get very high very quickly if that stock starts to get closer to the price that you set it at or the strike price that you set it at. My favorite form of buying call options is deep in the money. So this would be typically far below what the current price of that stock is selling at. You would buy an option for $80 on an Apple stock that's currently trading for $100. The reason for this is that there is some intrinsic value in these call options that other call options don't have. If you're buying out of the money, there's no intrinsic value whatsoever. It's completely artificial and made by whatever the buyer wants and whatever the seller wants. And what the intrinsic value is, is the difference in that strike price to the current price. So if you're buying an in-the-money call option at $70 and Apple's trading at $100, well, those $30 a share times 100 because of 100 shares would be the intrinsic value of that contract. And then whatever the buyers are willing to pay for is what is the premium above that intrinsic value. These deep-in-the-money call contracts can help boost your returns on some safer investments. So if you look at a company like Starbucks or Walmart or even Amazon, you can buy some in-the-money call options that will give you some boosted returns because your principal is less than if you were to buy 100 shares of that, that stock, but you are getting the returns of that 100 shares of stock. So your returns are boosted because your cost basis is less. You're basically leveraging your money to work harder for you than if you were to just go and buy that stock. Let's now go into put options. Well, Joe is now the owner of that house that he bought, and he's getting really nervous about the housing market. So he decides to go and buy some insurance through a put option from his friend. He goes and tells his friend that he'll pay him $5,000 for a contract that lasts two months, 
that when it expires in two months, if, if the house's value is less than $280,000, his friend has to buy it from him for $280,000. Well, his friend looks at this and he doesn't feel the same way about the housing market. He thinks it's going to do great. So he's like, okay, I'll take $5,000 from you for a contract that says that I have to buy your house for $280,000 in a couple months when your house is currently worth $320,000 and there's, there's no way it goes down below two eighty. dollars so he decides to sell that contract to him for $5,000, and he gets to pocket that money. But if in two months, the value of that home is less than $280,000, Joe's friend has to buy it for $280,000. So if it goes down to two fifty, dollars he's buying a $250,000 house for $280,000. And this is a put option. Let's again put this into stock terms. Say you own a share of Apple stock that is currently trading for $100 a share, and you want some insurance on that stock. So you buy a contract, and that contract is going to enable you to sell that stock for $90 one year from now. So if you own Apple, and it's trading for $100, and, and you're nervous in the next year, you think that they're going to get a new CEO, and the new CEO is going to be terrible. Uh, there's some bad rumors about the company. So you want someone, at the minimum, to buy the stock from you for $90 a share in a year, because you think it's going to be falling dramatically. So you go and buy that put option. And that put option gives you some insurance against that. And the price of that option continues to go up the more that stock falls down. Because more and more people want that insurance as the stock is falling and falling. Buying a put contract is a little bit like shorting a stock. But instead of using margin, you're just buying that contract and it goes up in value as the stock falls. So let's go over what each person is trying to gain in all four positions on options. If you're buying a call, you want the stock to go up. Your returns and your losses are more extreme. So if you're expecting the stock to go up, you go and buy a call option because your returns are going to be boosted. And again, you can buy a in-the-money, at-the-money, or out-of-the-money call option depending on what your level of risk tolerance is and what you're wanting for that investment. If you're selling a call option, you own the stock and you'd like to pocket some extra cash from selling that call. So you sell a contract, and you hope that the stock does not soar above the strike price of that contract, but it gains up until just below the strike price. And what I mean by this is if you own 100 shares of Apple stock at $100 a share, you sell a call option at $110 a share in one month, or, or the expiration is in one month, and you want that stock to go all the way up to $109.99, because then you don't have to sell the stock but you also get to pocket the gains and the premium that some buyer of the call paid you. If you're buying a put option, you are either buying some insurance on the stock that you own, so someone has to buy your stock at the price that you set when it expires, or you're buying that put option because you're expecting the market or a specific company's stock to fall, and you think you can profit on buying a put option because the value of that put will go up as the value of that stock goes down. If you're selling a put option, you're trying to pocket some extra cash and you want the stock to stay exactly where it is, maybe fall a little bit, but not all the way down to the strike price or go up. You don't want the stock to fall below your strike price because then you have to buy that stock at a higher price than it is worth. You are trying to pocket some cash and you're really hoping that the stock does not fall below that strike price. Let's get into our one stock focus. This week I decided to do Zillow Group since we were talking about houses today in my story that I told. 
Um, so let's go into what Zillow does. Zillow is a home buying platform where it takes houses that are for sale from the MLS and it posts them onto a website where anybody can go on Zillow.com and look for houses around them or into the place that they're looking to move to. If you've ever looked for a house in the past decade or you've sold a house in the past decade, you know what Zillow is. You're very likely to run across Zillow.com at some point. They recently started an app does the exact same thing as the website. Zillow Group is currently trading for $120 a share. This year alone, it's gained 215%. Its earnings are $0.37 cents per share this year, which beat expectations by 145%. Their revenue beat expectations by 15%. And this is partly due to the increase in demand for real estate and housing. And if you're bullish on the housing market, then you should buy Zillow Group. Zillow is the market leader in online home buying. And if you think that's where the world is going, and you think that more and more people will be buying and selling homes online, then you should buy Zillow Group. Zillow recently started a service called Offers. And Offers works to take real estate agents out of the picture. And it puts buyers and sellers in contact with each other. You don't need a real estate agent, and you don't have to pay the real estate agent fees. Zillow is currently planning on figuring out ways to price houses and in order to uh, profit more off of this specific product. But I think that this is going to be very profitable in the future. More and more people are going to be buying and selling homes online. And this is why I own Zillow Group and why I think you should consider owning it in your own portfolio. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Alan Stocks Podcast. This podcast is for informational purposes only. No advice given in this podcast is investment advice and should not be the sole reason to buy or sell any stock. If you liked this episode, please like and subscribe to hear the next great episode on Allen Stocks Podcast. Also, to contact us or learn more, please visit allenstocks.com.